everybody, and welcome back to the Shuttle Pod. I'm one of your co-hosts, Matt Wright, and I'm joined, of course, by Kayla Acovino. Hey, everybody. Brian Drew. Hey, guys. And Mr. Jared Whitley. Thanks for having us. Thanks for making us a part of your daily commute or trip to the gym or just sitting around at the end of the day with your sorry and brandy. We're glad to be back. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year. You're the rabbit, no less. That's yes. right. So before we dive into things, Jared, I know you wanted to have a few little Treknik Doty moments for us, which we always enjoy. Last year, we didn't do as many of these as maybe we have in years past, and it's been and I missed one or two. So uh, being able to come back to do this tonight was kind of auspicious. So I, I just sent a message to Kayla and Brian. I'm like, are you doing the shuttle pot again? And it became, oh, let's do it tonight. So that was nice that it that it moved that quickly. I had a couple things that I'd seen this week that I just wanted to mention. So I watch, uh, I probably mentioned it already, uh, I watch Jeopardy with my parents a couple times a week when I can. Mm-hmm. And this last week, there was a specific category dedicated to Leonard Nimoy. The The name was Finding Nimoy, which, you know, they're trying oh, to love finding. It. Yeah, exactly. And I knew four out of the five of them, there was one about, um, apparently he did a version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yes, yeah, did. it's oh. really good. It's one with Donald Sutherland. I yeah. did not know that either. Oh, I highly recommend guys watching that movie. It is outstanding. See, and if I had seen it already, if I'd taken your good advice, I would have gotten. I would have gone five for five. Anyway, so I thought that was a good omen for the return of the Shuttlepod. What were the some of the other questions? Do you remember? The first one was this was the gimme the two hundred dollar. It was about uh, in addition to. Star Trek, Leonard Nimoy appeared on episodes of T.J. Hooker with this actor. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought they were going to go way down and be like, uh, you know, Leonard Nimoy famously played this pointy-eared alien on what 1966 television show? That that was the only Star Trek one was they were asking about Shatner. Uh, yeah. And the, the Body Snatchers one was the, the, the um, $1,000. I'm trying to think what some of the other ones were. There's one about like a, a movie he directed. Uh, one was uh, that he did the voice of Galvatron in Transformers the movie. Yep. And then I can't remember what the other one was, but it was cute. It was just nice to see that. Okay. Then the then the other bit of news that I saw this week, and we talked about a little bit before we started recording, is we wanted to give a Shuttlepod shout out to our, our own Kelvin Uhura for um, the news that broke that with the success of Avatar 2, she's the only actor in the world to have been in four movies that made $2 billion or more because the two Avatar movies and then the last two Avengers movies. So congratulations to her. I'm, I'm sure that's probably pleasant conversation to have around the dinner table. Uh-huh. Like, oh, how was your day? Oh, I've made $8 million just from a couple of movies I was in. <laughs> so congratulations, good. Zoe Saldana. Yeah, congratulations, congrats, Zoe. So there we go. Those are my two little anecdotes to start things off. But we have some bigger news this weekend that I think we wanted to get into, right? Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So unless you've been living under a rock, I think we all are kind of excited to, to see what happens with Picard Season 3 and this whole the Next Generation cast back together. And uh, Paramount, they feel it's such a big deal that they put it on in the middle of football, which shows a lot. I mean, you know. Yeah. It's questionable whether Trekkies care, but at the same time, it also shows that they have a lot of, they feel there's a lot of oomph behind it, right? There's mm-hmm. a lot of something behind it. 
So it and the final trailer before it premieres in February dropped, uh, you know, Sunday night during the middle of the AFC Championship game on CBS, of course. Um, not not so, to mention the trailer for that trailer. <laughs> that's right. We were yeah, teased earlier. Trailer for a trailer. Yeah. There's trail these days now. Apparently, it's a thing that there is a trailer for a trailer that's like yeah. on Twitter or yeah. whatever. Yeah, the pre-trailer. Yeah. And they yeah. show like it's there's cut scenes together. Yeah, it's not just like there's a trailer coming. There was like a trailer. Yeah. It's a pre-trailer trailer. The trailer. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I know. It's a I feel crazy. old, but like, why stop this nonsense? These young yes. people need to stop this. <laughs> These young people. These people. Their attention. I feel like an old curmudgeon. Like they're changing how we, They're changing things, and I don't like it. <laughs> You're too young to be like that, Kayla. <laughs> I know it's not. It shouldn't happen yet. Uh, we're not eighty, okay? <laughs> right, old man knows uh, at cloud. Exactly. Yep. So, uh, what we <laughs> after the pre-trailer trailer? Which we had to restrain ourselves from having a whole po- podcast just reacting to the pre-trailer trailer. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I think that belongs on YouTube—a reaction video. Yeah, yeah. We will trailer. not be doing one of those. No, we'll not be doing that. <laughs> So we actually got about you know a full trailer with you know some stuff we saw before in the in the previous like Star Trek Day trailer right. and stuff that they dropped, but there's definitely some new stuff in here. What about general reactions? What does everybody think of it? Okay, so my general reaction was it's taken them three years to figure out I think what people wanted all along. Yes. Now you in now the reason why that is, and you can pretty much figure this out when you look at earlier interviews, is Patrick Stewart didn't want to do it. He wow. did not want this to be gen- next generation 2.0. He was against it, so they kind of had to ease him into it. And I think along the way, he started to realize, yeah, actually, this is a good idea. So it really seems like they kind of had to work their way around to this, and now here we are. And I could yeah. see the argument to say that this is, I mean, yes, it's Next Generation 2.0 or Next Generation Season 8 or whatever you want to call it. But you could also just think of it as its own um, more smaller thing of just like send, TNG send off. Yes. yes. And so that's what that's what the messaging is for sure. About yeah. This season. And especially yeah. the way that TV shows are packaged these days. They're like smaller y- units, you know, smaller deliverable units. You have Season 7 of Star Trek The Next Generation. It was what 22 episodes and this that show had had hundreds of episodes in it and this is going to be do we know how many it's going to be actually 10 yeah 10 episodes and they're probably going to be told like chapters in a book right it's like (laughs) that's that's the way it is now so it's like its own little one single story or or like most streaming shows the first half will be pretty good and the last half will really drag (laughs) that's that is definitely the uh, because the it should have been five episodes instead of ten. Is that, yeah, that's often that, what happens. That, yeah. that was yeah. my reaction to to the Sandman show when I watched it this summer. That there are many shows, unfortunately, like that. I yeah. There's about to be a reckoning, which is a separate topic we are not going to get into right now. There's going to be a whole reckoning in the streaming business. Yeah, the streaming business of episodes, is contracting. Yeah, like lots of stuff is going to change in the next couple of years. Good. So, yeah. Anyway, we'll book. Let's put. Can, let's put a bookmark in that. So, in this minute, what did we see? So, I mean, we, so we've already seen this before, but, you know, Amanda Plummer, who, of course, comes from fantastic, you know, stock, right? Like, yep. <laughs> Christopher Plummer's daughter. I mean, come on. 
So that's kind of awesome. However, I still don't know what the hell this character, like her character's deal is, right? Like she we still have no idea. Vengeance. Right. It's She's still mustache twirling. Great. What? Where where is anything that makes it personal or like not, you know. We've talked about this many times, but the whole like for some reason everybody thinks you need to do Wrath of Khan again, right? And so it's like, no. Stop that. So it's yeah. really hard to be sure. It kind of it's worrying me about that. We don't really know so. what she's pissed about, though. So Nope. That's right. We don't know. So that's what I'm saying. With what little we know, it doesn't... It's hard to say. It just doesn't look very good, though. The costuming is very interesting with her. Yeah. The costuming and hair and makeup. Is she German? Like, <laughs> right? Get, like, yeah, I was, yeah I was wondering what... Yeah, I it's was so very yeah. fascistic. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The hair, the slick hair and everything. Just... Yes. It's very interesting. That That's the biggest question mark, I guess, for me, too, is you hit right on that is like, how does that fit? Because there's also Moriarty and then presumably she's linked to whatever universe ending thing attack on the Starfleet that Worf alluded to. And then there's yeah. also the thing that Beverly talks about, which is trust no one, yeah. which I would love if... That was actually, if the villain of this season was that villain they tried to do really early in TNG, where they had like those aliens. Oh, the conspiracy aliens? Yeah, the, the conspiracy oh, aliens that like invaded, that like the worm things that went into people's body in yeah, Starfleet. Yeah, yeah. Their weakness Let's is lack of it. memory, Kayla. Let's do it. Hey, uh, I'm for it. Trust no one because yeah. they could be a worm alien. Mm-hmm. That's right. Look for the gill. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll see. Uh, what's newer is uh, an interesting young man who certainly yeah, looks to me like he could very well be a crush of Picard offspring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. I hope not. I hope it. I mean, he's got a British accent. Yeah. So, I don't so know he must sure. be French. Was he born, right. was he born with the, right. Was he born with the British accent? I mean. It's hereditary, right? That's how that works? That's yeah, how it works. Yeah, yeah, apparently so in the 25th century. That's how yeah. these things roll. <laughs> well, so um, I don't know about that. I got to say, that's the one thing that's really like yeah. making me go, hmm. Yeah, because didn't, didn't Patrick say recently that that he and Beverly have like a falling out during this and that he's mad at her about something? Yep. Yeah. So, so we'll see. We'll see if this is a, this is a David Marcus situation. I, I appreciate the effort to give Gates McFadden more to do. Oh, sure. Because definitely she got completely screwed in the movies. Oh, big yep. time. Because big time. her biggest moment is getting upstaged by Robert Picardo. Yeah, right. That's yep. true. Right. Or by Lily. Oh, yep. yeah. Yep, well, they, they, they needed an exposition dumper. Right, they needed. But yeah, no, it makes stuff. sense. But in the context of the TV shows, when when they've built, they spent seven seasons building this romantic relationship between yeah. the two of them, and then Lily yeah. comes in and in two seconds has the the heartbreaking moment with Picard and convinces him to blow up the damn ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your little ships. I never read it. I love that moment where she quotes. Moby it's Dick such a good scene. Good. But the, the part when she walks out and Beverly's like right there is like yeah. a reminder. Like, all right, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. awkward. This is- yeah, it, it, um, it's, I, it's the, worth it's worth remembering and treating the movies like a separate entity from 
the show. Yes. And as we've talked about, Picard is very different. Picard is very different. Yeah. And yeah, they, there are certain accommodations made to make it a movie series that yeah. really needed to have action in it. Um, and, and it kind of takes away some of the soul of the show in the process. So yeah. you, it, part of me thinks it would the TNG would have been much better off if it had just ended with all good things. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't, I think most people, aside from first contact, you know what I mean? Yeah. I know I can't go. Better. I can't give up first contact. I know, but all so. good things is such a wonderful wrap to the whole thing. It's perfect. It's the best ending to every and every any TV show ever in the history of television. So <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. The last episode of Mash is really good too. That's also very good. There's some very good endings, but yeah, it's definitely and certainly it's the best ending of Star Trek. Oh yeah, absolutely. Anyway. So let, let, let's let's talk about that for a moment. The TV we've talked about this a lot on the show. TV Picard versus movie Picard. I feel like Picard Picard, him being in the Star Trek Picard series, is a lot more like movie Picard than he is yes. like yes. OG. Well, TNG and, and and what's and we've talked about this a little bit too. But what's the key influence there? Hmm, more influence from Sir Patrick Stewart, right? Patrick always felt that Picard should be more of a man of action than he was on the show. Right, and then we got that in the movies. Yeah, there's a great story that Ron Moore tells when he had just started. He wrote the bonding, and then he came. I think somebody brought him to the set to meet Patrick, and Patrick was very complimentary. And and you know, are you working on anything else? And he's like, Yeah, I'm working on another script. And he's like, great, great, great. And yeah, and so he goes to leave, and Patrick says one other thing. Just remember, the captain does not do enough fucking or fighting on this show. That's right. I'll we can bleep that later, but but that's you what get you said. get one f word per per episode, so that was it. <laughs> but that's what Patrick said to him. So that's I think it drove Patrick nuts that like Frakes would go out and like do stuff, and Picard was on the Enterprise, especially uh, season one running around with the uh, scantily clad people and all that. Yeah, so I was actually just thinking about that when I was at the gym today. Is we uh, the Justice episode is kind of an embarrassing one. But it's actually a perfect season one episode for what they were trying to do with the three main characters of Picard, Riker, and Wesley of the same character at different ages. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Wesley gets in trouble in sort of the naive. Yeah, the space Singapore where he doesn't realize he's going to get caned for making <laughs> a small mistake. Yeah. And, and Picard has this uh, um, existential debate with this people's god. And Riker is just trying to get Worf laid, right? So it's a bad episode, but it that's what they were trying to do. That is was Gene's vision of the three different characters. That's a great point. It is. Thank you. Well, and and that kind of came back more in the movies where they split up Picard and Riker, where Picard would have an adventure on the planet or the ship, and then Riker would have an adventure on the ship or the planet, right? Right, right. So they get split up in all four of them. So to see this trailer where it's the two of them walking around together, like reminiscing about old times and and uh, being uh, um, like uh, Butch and Sundance or whatever, that's actually really nice to see the two of them more together. Because mm-hmm. you don't normally. You're right. right. Yeah. Although apparently they're supposed to, according to Frakes, they're supposed to have a bit of a falling out during the season. Well, yeah, they have some very big disagreement about how to handle this crisis. How to handle the crisis or something like yeah. that, yeah. So we're going to see a little bit of you know heat between them, which is okay. That's fine. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah, what's one of the criticisms of like the character of Riker throughout TNG? He was like 
why did he stick around in fear he was offered a command how many times you know and all this kind of stuff and it's like he was always cool being second fiddle right so it's nice to see Riker go no dude i've been a captain i disagree yeah. you know yeah right <laughs> it's well and the little thing where uh where seven says admiral on the bridge <clears throat> yeah captain on the bridge too yeah i noticed in this trailer too that there's uh some other random things going on um i don't know what's going on with rafi but she looks like she's like doing drugs doing drugs yeah. yeah yeah uh we also see a little bit more of uh spiner as lore who is apparently got his skin pigmentation figured out is that out. who it is i mean it could... yes no yes they've said so okay they've said it's lore. Like... yes they've said okay. so okay spiner could be one of 18 million different characters with the name sung attached or not to it so i'm just like well this is the closest thing to getting data back on the team yeah yeah so that, uh, yeah we have to figure out why lore is around and why they need him right it's like it's become ridiculous the spiner character thing i mean i like brent spiner and i want him to be in this but it's like you've overplayed his his role in this franchise way too much now yeah Uh, it does introduce an interesting element though if they do need him along for the ride and it is lore that they they're gonna have they're gonna have a very unstable uh, very unstable element in their midst Uh, yeah i did the trailer you see him getting jacked into the like the computer like with the cool fiber optic cables we always saw like in tng right yeah. so they need him for something and he has definitely got access to the ship systems at one point so and, there's definitely going to be something crazy going on. and speaking of needing someone for something moriarty i've heard that it's just one episode he just appears once so at least there's oh. But oh, that's a bit of an oversell then. Hmm. Yeah, but but you know it's that whole. But we need him to do something. My worry we need is everyone that, who ever has appeared in Star Trek: Next Generation yeah. to do something. Yeah. So the question becomes then: How did they get Moriarty back? Because the last time we saw him, Barkley had that's him. The big question in some kind of. He's in a little cube. Yeah, he's in <laughs> yeah. some sort of memory storage. Memory cube. storage. Yeah, on a ship that was destroyed right so did reg you know did he survive i think it? reg went back for it yeah <laughs> did, reg, did reg bring it onto the uh, the enterprise e i mean i think we all knew that eventually he was going to figure out that he was in a memory block so i think that's the other thing he probably comes out of this wicked piss sure. yeah i would be right. maybe they just recover him from some museum where he is in a literal mystery box and they never ever uh, explain what the mystery maybe. box is for. It's just there. Maybe. <laughs> I like that's actually so plausible though. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I like Daniel Davis a lot. I've seen him in other things. So I did you know. If they have a if he's got a good motivated reason to bring him back, I'm all for it. And now the question I have is that the Amanda Plummer character who's out for vengeance, is she tied into this massive attack that's supposed to happen to Starfleet? Yeah, I think so. Okay. They don't really completely draw those two together, but I have to They assume... don't, but it's implied because... But yeah, that's why I was saying that she feels like disconnected for me because there's so many things flying around and it's like, okay, what is actually... Is there like 18 different stories that they're going to like throw around and then bring them all together at the end, which I wouldn't necessarily be in favor of? Or is there actually going to be a coherent link from the beginning? Yeah, my guess is there's a through line. We just don't know it from these clips 
you know, the trailers. As I've mentioned to you guys, I mean, I, I, I don't know if this will actually happen. It probably won't. But I'm kind of hoping that this world-ending people have a vengeance conflict is kind of just a MacGuffin to tell a really good story about those characters. Let's hope. We can hope. Can I tag on to that and also sort of bring us back to what we were saying earlier on about this being more like movie Picard and things like that? Um, so, you know, one of the things that is also not just the characters, but like the level of action, which I think Matt, you, you mentioned as well is like having more action in the movies and certainly in Picard, the series, there's a lot more action. It's like, there's so many more just pure action scenes than there would have been in, you know, the next generation OG show. And so that, that's still here for sure. Like the, the vibe from the other two seasons of Picard, I would say is still, strong in terms of the overall way the show looks and feels and there was like the beginning of the trailer there were a couple things that gave me a little bit of pause so you know there's the the scene with Riker Picard and and someone else talking about what's going to be happening of the titan and he's like oh it's not going to be like what you guys are used to and they're like what do you mean oh you know blowing things up uh, crash landing expectedly or unexpectedly and then it cuts to the him walking away and the, the two of them Picard and Riker the turbo left and Picard's like those were the days yeah like, what days yeah that yeah. was not that was not TNG that was not the, that's the, the movie yeah but the crashing of the Enterprise D that's it that's the days that's what we're going back to I just I don't know that rubbed me the wrong way a little bit yeah I I, I noticed that too that's that was um like trailer bait trailer baits trailer bait right because the thing is if we look at the seven years of tng the thing that made it so unique and popular is how much drama they were able to extract from people talking right yeah like this single most dramatic moment of the series is the courtroom scene with data in measure of a man right do you really think that they're going to try to write something that smart and restrained when instead they can just have all their animators in Korea throwing tons of explosions everywhere? Well, that's the worry, I guess. And it's like, you know, when people talk about getting back to the heart of Star Trek and all this stuff, and no one's, I don't think for me, no one's managed to get back to that aspect of it, which is the most important aspect ever for me. The 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 intellectualism about it, right? Yeah. And like you yeah. said, the restraint and the the extraction of things through Yeah. You have to be kind of savvy and intelligent to figure out how to make that work. And you know, the writers famously complained about some of Gene's restrictions that, you know, a lot of people would argue, and me too, probably, that once those were removed a little bit, they were able to have a little bit more freedom of, you know, not having internal friction between members sure. of, of the crew. Um, but that that ideal still lived on, the the way that the show was played of like, okay, it's the only it's the only, you know, sci fi series I know of where they say, in the future, like we've 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 fixed everything. We've we've solved sure. all these problems on Earth and yeah. thus the issues are external and those external issues are the mirror on modern society. Sure. And it's nice to have that optimistic viewpoint of the future, especially in an era where not a single TV show that I can think of has that optimistic view of the future. And it's like, oh, it's a pretty hairy time to be a human on Earth yeah. in 2023. Another thing that I always appreciated about Next Gen especially was it was professionals being professionals. Yes. Yep. 
Yeah, it was nice because it was like, look, these are people who know their shit. In theory, right, especially we're talking about like the Enterprise C, that was the flagship. So this is supposed to be the best people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they know their stuff. Therefore, we're not supposed to have a lot of like kind of petty bullshit. It should be, you know, hey, okay, I, I respect your opinion. Let me get your opinion. Like, you're the best of the best. Like, let's gather, you know, let's gather data. Let's gather your opinions. Like, let's gather facts. Like, and that's mostly what it was, right? I mean, yeah. you know, so I guess that can be boring. But at the same time, as Kayla, you said, they, um, I liked that too. And Jared, like you said, they somehow made that all work, right? Uh-huh. They made they made the talking work. Uh huh. Not yeah. the best, but you know, or, also they made it work, and it was pretty great. Or, or even stuff. the drama of so the episode, um, the defector, right, where they get lured That's into the great. neutral zone, mm-hmm. and Tomalak uncloaks his two his two warbirds, and then Picard uncloaks his Klingon uh, backup that yep. he's brought with. Yep, and I love that. It's so dramatic and so intense, and they don't blow anything up. Mm-hmm. No, that's right. Because it's it's that whole Cold War of like you've got nukes, well I've got nukes too. Yeah, yeah, kind, yeah. Of, kind of feeling, you know. Yeah. Like, so let's just not do anything. Let's yep. just all back away from the situation, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes that's necessary. Yeah. And but like that- you said, nobody nobody actually uses it. It's just a okay. You've got weapons. I've got weapons fine now let's just all walk away like responsible mm-hmm. intelligent people yeah you know that maybe was just a tap on the shoulder or else we wouldn't be here right maybe it was a, a good thing that it was so expensive to to do explosions then so much so that they used that one shot of the enterprise exploding so many times <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah and you know when i say all this stuff i'm not saying that i've judged the season three of Picard already don't get me wrong it's just that when I see that it makes me it wonder gives pause right yeah, yeah what the balance is gonna be between because you know you mentioned Terry Malice who's like the showrunner for this season and he's really you know the guy who's been leading um the story that's being told and we've seen his work before in earlier seasons of Picard um, I think we've all really liked it um, and the things that he, his presence online and interviews is given and stuff shows how much he cares about the show and how I think a lot of his, um, you know, views about the show align with what we're saying, align with our views of the show, too. Uh-huh. Um, so there's like those two things pulling is, you know, it, we have this guy who seems well, well suited to be someone that could give TNG a proper send off. That's not nemesis. And, you know, <laughs> if that's the bar, if t- if. Picard season three just has to be better than Nemesis. Then hey, I'd bet on that horse. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, I agree there. Yeah, that's not a high bar to pass. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm willing to put my faith in Terry that the, the third time is going to be the charm here, and that Terry has a passion and an understanding of the source material that we have not quite seen up to this point. Yeah, and and that seems to yeah, like I agree that seems to be the case. And we all kind of universally, like, at least enjoyed the first couple episodes of season two. We did. Yeah, well, who wrote, who helped write and guide some of those yeah, episodes? Terry yeah. Matlis. Terry Batalis. And then who got busy going to, because they're shooting season two and three, they were shooting them back to back. Who went and got busy prepping season three? Terry. So it just, you know, I think it speaks to the fact that we kind of like those two seasons, the two episodes. So, mm-hmm. like, cool. If you can give us more of that vibe and like that kind of stuff, 
okay you can know you, like all right can you stick the landing too because giving the first two episodes of a series is very different than also writing the last two episodes of that's, the right. Of the series. that's right that's right i totally agree i just mean that at least we have kind of a hint you know and it's like okay sure, so yeah let's see the well let's see that because i'm I'm okay with that yeah you know? i'm a, I, let's see is is my attitude mm-hmm. as well i'm yep. not counting anything out and i'm not counting anything in either i'm just like okay and you know what the trailer was good. I thought it was, as a trailer, I thought it was fantastic yeah, it was trailer. a good trailer. Yeah, I agree. And I loved the music. I thought the music was insanely awesome. Uh, speaking of the music, though, what little teases we've gotten of the music from Terry or the composers kind of giving us little teases on social media. Damn, it sounds good, I have to say. They, they seem to have nailed the homages to the the tos movie kind of feel which which mm-hmm. terry's Agreed. wanting right and so i'm looking forward to that but it's like its own thing it's not just a bunch of stingers right. it's influenced in a good way i agree totally that's how i felt the music in the trailer was as well just as you described it oh you know who you still haven't seen seen really any of is i want to see jordy's kids because they're in this oh, oh right cool. yeah his daughter that. right yeah, but well, two daughters. Remember, he he's got two kids in it. They're both in Starfleet. One's starting out, and one's a lieutenant. So, and one of them is played by his own daughter you know, in real life. So, should be cool. They were glimpsed briefly in that trailer they released last year. But I want to see. I, I mean, it doesn't matter. Next month it'll happen. But I was kind of hoping to show us more, just because that seems neat. Yeah, I don't really care about more posing. You know, mustache twirling. Twirling. I want to see. There's there's so much like. Unless they've told us everything that was going to happen, how can they fit even more into the season? It's like, we have German question mark lady. We have world ending attack on Starfleet. We have um, potentially, fingers crossed, the worm aliens from TNG season one. We have um, Moriarty. Moriarty. We have Beverly with a phaser rifle. We have this guy who's the captain of the titan talking about explosions we have i don't think that guy sticks around very long is my guess then we have the picard and beverly possibly son and then we have Jordy's two daughters and then we have rafi doing drugs they've talked about this a lot that Jordy's two daughters and i'm guessing whoever this like maybe son is they're, they're trying to set up the idea of a of a new pass show. the torch like, yes which... they're trying to they're mm-hmm. hoping for one I mean, Terry you, would really, really like is that what you think was going on that? Oh, Terry would really like one. Yeah, he but says like so. with everyone's kids, come on. Oh, okay, so the next, but they... next, it's the next next generation. No, yeah, that's no, literally no. what they've been saying. The, the next generation. So that's that, that's what that's what they were trying to do with the the first season with all the new characters is they were trying to say Picard is the brand name and and they'll smuggle these guys in and it didn't work and no one particularly cares about those characters and so. <laughs> If they do, no offense. And so, if they do it with someone whose last name is LaForge, no, then... that's so dumb. That doesn't happen in real life. Well, I think the main point is that would be a, an easy backdoor that just... the, the CBS bigwigs could buy into so for Terry to get to make his his early of, twenty his twenty fifth century of, show. Of course, they want to do that. Of course, yeah. yeah. We also got to see the constant the new Constitution class in action more in this trailer. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure exactly what that was. If it was like uh, something from been traveled through time. No, uh, the ship designs are purposefully retro. They they got on a retro kick. Yeah, I mean, oh, okay. he's, it's definitely got an Andy Probert vibe to the dun, designs. Dun, dun. 
Like the the, the saucer on on the new Constitution class is very Probert. But anyway, I'm, I'm, that's an interesting design. I kind of like it. It's, I'm, I'm, I've warmed up to it. I feel like I have the opposite reaction to most, like, uh, well, maybe because all my reactions to ships are generally positive. And so many people will be like, oh, and I'm just like not as nearly plugged in on ship stuff as, as like you guys are. Like, I don't Normally even I'm not either of these days. I'm not, I'm not really into the current era ship design all that much, but I like that one. I like all like um, um, on lower decks the Cerritos. I oh, think I like the, the Cerritos, Cerritos is oh, yeah. cool. And like everyone, we, we came out. We're talking about oh yeah, they intentionally made it look goofy because the show was. And I'm like, I think it looks awesome. Yeah. I would have a model of the Cerritos <laughs> on my desk. I, there should be a Christmas ornament of that chip. I would absolutely own one of those. Get yeah. on mm-hmm. Hallmark. So I, I personally have high hopes for this I, I want it to go well our old friends deserve a good send-off yes they do absolutely gosh yes because we all know nemesis was not yeah we've, we've lamented on this podcast before about how how poorly nemesis went and it is it is arguably the worst film in the entire film series it, it's also something that i i can't extract even like a cute scene out of yeah no. so right there's even like a cool scene i could talk about from code of honor right and that episode has been universally panned for its racial insensitivity. Is that, is that the cool like karate scene? Yes, yes. The the Aikido program at the beginning. Because not only does it makes not only does it make sense that you'd use it for training purposes, but also it sets up that Tasha has fighting skills, which then pay off later on in the episode. Right. So it's like yeah. a Chekhov's gun type of thing. So it, even that I can find value in. But Nemesis, like the action scenes are boring and. I didn't even know who Irving Berlin was in 2002. I can't imagine anyone in 2378 will still know who he is. <laughs> anyway, I think it's a, I think I think I hope that Terry's going to do right by the characters and they'll be able to ride off into the sunset in style. Here's hoping. I hope so too. All the actors seem to think so. They think they got great parts for whatever that's worth. I don't know. Huh? They got great paychecks. That too, that too but that too. but they also got to do more meaty stuff, yeah, so that and, makes them happy. And it allows them to finally close the book properly on this yeah. whole thing. Yeah. yeah. And they made that very clear from the trailer that that's what this is, and that's good. Like, it, it needs to end. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this thing where they're like, well, season three might be yeah, the that's end. That's it. It's I, over. I hate that. It's yeah. Because, well, Sir Patrick has said he's done. He didn't well, want to do he, this forever. I mean, he's... God love him. He's so old. It's yeah. it's a little uncomfortable to see him on screen, frankly. It can be. Yeah, there's certain scenes where it really shows. And I remember just a couple years ago, like seeing him in Vegas, he still appeared in just amazing shape, right? Yeah. But um, uh, time is a hunter, and it eventually catches all of us. It's the fire in which we burn, Jared Whitley. Yes, it is. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I plan to live forever. Um. But yeah, I thought season one he held up pretty well, but season two he was he was clearly struggling in season two. Yeah, at times. And remember, they filmed this back to back, so I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully, he's holding up okay. Well, in the good three. news the good news with this season though is that it, it, the whole cast will be there, so he doesn't have yeah. to do. A, I mean, I mean, this show is not really designed for him to do a lot of heavy lifting to begin with, but like now yeah. he probably will do even less because the whole gang is there. Yeah, true. Yeah. So, 
So. Michael Dorn still looks great too. He I does. Don't know looking what forward. He does. Looking forward to Worf opening up a can of whoop ass. <laughs> Wait, it's he's pa- supposed to be a pacifist now. Yeah, I know, but it looked, yeah. he looked like some of philosophical. Those clips, look, he didn't look too. He didn't look too pacifist in some of those shots. In the yeah, trailer. that's right. So all these questions and more will be answered beginning on February sixteenth. And we are going to do what we did with season two, where we're going to review the first couple episodes. We're going to do one episode where we'll review the first couple episodes. And if the show does not suck, we will come back in the middle and review a couple more and then review the end. If the show sucks, the first two episodes are the only ones you're going to get. And you guys are on your own. Yeah, then we will have we will still come and talk to each other about it, but we will not record that conversation. Yeah, we will not we will not spew that negativity onto the internet. Yeah. Um, but we don't. I really don't think that will happen. I genuinely I don't, don't think it will happen. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of lot of uh, like hope for this. Yeah, there's a lot of good vibes around it. So. Yeah, good vibes. Well, good vibes are a good way to end this podcast. I think. Yes, all all good vibes. Yeah. So we'll see you in a few <laughs> weeks when we do our Picard review. Peace and long life. Okay, thanks, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody.